can't, I can't think of a more beautiful, perfect day to be out here. It is sunny, the wind is blowing, maybe 70 degrees, and we are on a mission today. Well, where are we, Sarah? Well, Kent, I can't tell you that exactly. That's right, we can only say we're somewhere in Vermont. And that's the most we can tell you. Because we're after wood turtles today. We're trying to find a wood turtle, and they're a species of conservation concern, and so we're not going to tell you where we are. But we're lucky enough to be with two wood turtle experts who are studying wood turtles. We're with Kylie Briggs from the Orion Society, and we're with Melanie Lohrer, who is working for the summer on this project too. Thanks a lot, guys, for bringing us out here. Very welcome. I'm happy to have you here. And so before we go and, and we try and find these turtles, I want to know a little bit more about why we're doing what we're doing. The group that we work for, the Orient Society, we're a nonprofit and we really specialize in conserving critical habitat for rare reptiles and amphibians. And we've been working in Vermont for a number of years now and our main focus up here is this wood turtle research and conservation program. Right now where we're standing today is a place that we've identified as being very important to wood turtle conservation. This is a spot that has a lot of wood turtles, but almost all of the turtles we find here are pretty old. We're not really seeing evidence of young turtles being recruited into the population, which means there could be a problem either with the survival of the nests or the survival of the young. So what we're doing today is we're going to go out and look for some females that we've attached radio transmitters to that allow us to follow them around to try to figure out where exactly the nesting habitat is. And on some of the turtles, we've also attached little spools of thread so that as the turtles walk around, they actually leave a trail of string behind. And then we can follow that to figure out step by step, where did this turtle go since the last time we saw it? And if that thread ever ends up under the sand, that's a very good indication that that's where the turtle laid its eggs. And then we can set up some game cameras, monitor the nest and see how it does through the summer and figure out if it doesn't survive, why not? So for people listening at home, what are they looking for around their property to find, yeah, uh, to know where wood turtles will be good, on Good question. Property? So uh, wood turtles are considered a stream species, which really just means that they overwinter, they hibernate in streams. And then during the summer, they're more of a land turtle. They can end up thousands of feet from water. But there are some characteristics in the streams themselves that make them attractive to wood turtles. Uh, ideally, the stream should meander, have a lot of twists and turns, and there should be some nice sand or gravel bars right on the banks of the river because that's where the turtles will, will lay their eggs. And I want to go back real quick and ask you a question. When you say that they hibernate, they hibernate underneath the water, underneath the ice? All of the turtles in Vermont overwinter underwater. There are some unique things about the wood turtle physiology which forces them to use streams instead of lakes or ponds. So here in Vermont, almost all of our water will, will ice over in the winter. And lakes and ponds, standing water, have a pretty high risk of uh, losing their oxygen during the winter. You know, it can become anoxic. And some turtles, such as painted or snapping turtles, have a really neat trick to allow them to survive periods with no oxygen. So during the winter, their metabolism shuts down a lot. About 5% of their summer levels is, is what their metabolism is during the winter. And that actually allows them to get all of the oxygen they need from the water. They don't have to come up to the surface to breathe air. They just absorb the oxygen through the roof of their mouth or the, uh, the lining of their cloaca. The technical term for that is uh, butt breathing. And um, <laughs> when the water becomes anoxic, painted and snapping turtles will begin to metabolize glycogen instead. It's an energy molecule in our muscle tissue. And if you're doing that for months on end, and that's the only metabolizing that you're doing, that would kill most vertebrates but some of our turtles will leach calcium out of the shell 
to buffer that acidity and that allows them to survive long periods of time with no oxygen. Wood turtles can't do that. They cannot survive without oxygen. So they have to find a place to hibernate underwater. And typically they'll just find a, a pool in the stream. It doesn't have to be very deep, just four feet or so, as long as the bottom of that pool is underneath the main current of the river so they don't get swept downstream in a flood. And they won't bury themselves in the mud. Painted turtles and snapping turtles will sometimes really burrow into the muck, but that cuts them off from the oxygen. So the, the wood turtles, they're just resting on the bottom. And if there's a spot where the ice is clear and you can walk out onto the ice during the winter, sometimes you can see them just uh, right under your feet hanging out at the bottom of those shallow pools. And so when the ice melts and, and things start to warm up, they come out, is that when they mate? In the spring and in the fall when most of those turtles are in or close to the streams, that's when most of the mating happens. But you'll see it in the summer as well, just not as often because the turtles are more spread out, so there's less turtle-on-turtle interaction during the summer. Uh, and that's pretty much it, really. So uh, why don't we try to find this turtle that uh, has the thread attached to it, and we'll see if we can follow its uh, movements from the past 24 hours. I am so excited. Let's get started and follow a string. All right, let's do it. Uh, as the turtle walks around, it basically leaves a trail of string behind, and that allows us to follow the turtle around and see step-by-step step where it actually goes. Because using radio telemetry, we can find out where a turtle is at any particular moment, but we don't know what it did between that moment in time and the last time we saw it. We're left to guess. So I just reached the end of the thread. She so she outran us, which means we got a pretty good idea of her step-by-step <laughs> movements for 120 yards. And now we have to use the radio telemetry equipment to go the rest of the way. So Melanie, you've got an antenna in your hand. I do. And that beeping is just the signal coming from the back of the turtle. Yes. Right. All right, so we're going to head this way. Keep your eyes uh, on the ground because this place has a lot of wood turtles. We're probably walked past two or three already. I see her. Hey. So this, this is pretty typical of, of wood turtles. Wow. Look I would here. swipe right for that turtle. That thing is amazing. <laughs> Typically a brown shell. Sometimes the shell can have some yellow markings on it. The bottom of the shell is yellow with these black marks. And these black marks, these are called scoots. Each of the plates on the shell. The pattern is unique, so you can think of it almost like the fingerprint. Uh, each turtle will have a unique pattern. But then these bright orange legs and the black head, and that's what stands out to people. Uh, there's no other turtle in Vermont that looks anything like this. If you see a turtle and you think, well, gee, it's got orange legs, it, it's a wood turtle. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at her back. She's got these scoots that look like concentric circles, yeah. almost that, that stop in a pyramid. Uh, but Well, it's more of a flat-looking pyramid. You can age them by counting these rings, uh, just as you would a tree, uh, to a certain point. So a tree, you might be able to count the rings up into the, the hundreds of years. Wood turtles, they could live 60, 70, 80 years, but they only grow for up to about 20 years. So if you're counting these rings, you can actually only count up to 20. You guys, I've had such a fabulous day traipsing around in this wonderful habitat. I, I can't thank you enough for bringing us out. Oh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure to hang out with both of you today. If people want to learn more about these wood turtles, where could they get more information? Our website is a great place to start. It's uh, orianne.org. That's O-R-I-A-N-N-E dot org. Great. Thanks a lot, guys. I'm Sarah Zahendra. And I'm Kent McFarland. Thanks for listening to Outdoor Radio. Let's go find some more turtles. <laughs>